0: Janina.
1: Hi, Paul. Nice to hear you.
0: And to hear you. So, uh, are we all wired to sound?
1: We are. So we can start straight away.
0: So, uh, do we start with a uh, Good morning, Janina.
1: Yeah, good morning, Paul, or hello. Welcome to oh, the podcast.
0: Af- <laughs> it, it, it's happy, Janina. It's good afternoon.
1: Yeah, you're with us now uh, via Skype instead of here in the room. What happened?
0: What happened? Uh, so uh, this week, I'm. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it's Friday, so it must be Singapore.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, is it that bad? <laughs>
0: it feels that bad it's uh, yeah it, it it's kind of uh, what what time of the what time of the week is it uh so i'm in singapore this week because we have uh, an analyst event talking to industry analysts in the in asia pacific uh-huh. uh, they ship, ship me to asia instead of shipping all of them to to europe so uh, uh so i get to uh, to enjoy the heat wave every time you step outside of the hotel it kind of hits you like a like a like walking into the sauna it's like 30 degrees whatever outside uh, and today it's raining, strangely enough. Ah. But uh, I understand it's been like minus two in Stockholm. So. Yeah,
1: it's been quite cold here. And of course, here it's morning, and, and for you it's afternoon. So we're on different time zones, different parts of the world again. But uh, at least uh, I'm in the studio here,
2: <laughs> keeping
1: things together. Here,
0: and I know, and I know, we've got uh, an, an exciting interview which we've got, which we've already got in the can. Yeah. Uh, which we can come to later. But uh, maybe we should uh, take a whiz around what's been happening in the 5G world this week.
1: Yeah, because lots of, lots of exciting news, right?
0: Yeah, it, uh, j- it just keeps on happening. Um, where do you want to start? Um, shall, well, shall we start uh, in, my, in my part of the world?
1: Yes, please. Because, I mean, the big news that we talked about last week was uh, China, right?
0: The big news last week was China. Uh, so, uh, yeah, China is, uh, is uh, now live. Um, but i've uh, i 've just seen that uh, we we talked previously about China and said that they'd promised they were going to install hundred thousand base stations by the end of this year uh, and uh, there's a there 's an expo on i think at the moment in 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 china i think uh, and uh, there they 've announced for well, that hundred hundred thousand base stations is now going to be a hundred and thirty thousand base stations oh. mm-hmm. so uh, so that kind of means in the last two months of the year they're going to roll out another 30,000 base stations. So that's like uh, a thousand base stations. So so 500 base stations a day, you could say.
2: Mm.
1: Is that, does that's that have any color, correlation with the number of sites? Like, is there one site, one base station? Or what is that? What does that mean?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's some correlation. A, a, a base station... Um, I'm normally a base station, uh, you know, the simplest form of a base station would be uh, a a baseband. So the bit that actually does the processing connected with uh, radios and antennas for normally three sectors so that they, so they point in three different directions that give you 360 degree coverage. Uh, And that could be on multiple bands and for 5G almost certainly will include multiple bands. Uh, but you could potentially from the same base station connect to an antenna further away and uh to you know to fill in in a in a dark corner or something like that so so roughly speaking that's that's the like the number of nodes um but an- another snippet I saw which I thought was interesting is they they've also said that um in China to get coverage a bit of bearing in mind China is a very big place you know to get good coverage and a fast rollout they're actually going to co-build uh, uh and share the share access network so that means that the different operators the three main operators China Telecom China Mobile um China Unicom uh have said that they they're going to collaborate to build the 5G infrastructure
2: mm mm-hmm. yeah
0: which which is uh, it's it's not unusual. I mean, we 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 know that uh, uh, the joint infrastructure in Sweden, for instance, for the, there has been for for some network operators for some time.
2: Yeah, and Korea,
1: uh,
0: but of course, China yeah, is so but so big, so that's a quite a significant move for yeah. them.
1: Uh, I mean, also Korea uh, did that, right? They have some sort of collaboration uh, on the
0: yeah i don't know the details of of what they did in Korea, but I know that they they collaborated to kind of launch at the same time so i I don't know how they've done in terms of actually sharing infrastructure okay. i think they they each have their own infrastructure as far as i know oh,
2: okay
0: welcome people to uh, to uh write in and tell us what they know <laughs> yes. um, If you have
1: some inf- inside uh, information, uh, please tell us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then uh, the the other interesting news there, of course, was that uh, at the same expo, uh, we've seen announcements from the Chinese operators of contracts with with the European telco vendors, but that's uh, Ericsson and Nokia, uh, both winning business with, uh, I think, with all three operators. Uh, and amongst the little snippets there, we, so we uh, the announcement with one of those Chinese operators, and I'd have to go and look which one it was, uh, talks about a new radio dot for uh, 4.9 gigahertz, uh-huh. uh, which is interesting. We radio dot is Ericsson's product for indoor coverage, so we're not just talking about five G outdoors; we're talking about five G indoors.
1: Yeah, and, and I cor- think we're going to have a special episode about five G indoors very
0: soon, coming up. I think we will very soon. And uh, we'll have to keep tabs on that because 4.9 gigahertz is actually a band we've not seen pop up very much. So I'm interested to to hear about that one.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So that was China, but but also in in, uh, my neck of the woods, uh, Optus. Uh, Optus is a a telco operator in Australia. Australia, like China, another big place. Uh, And they've gone live with their 5G service, I think both mobile broadband and fixed wireless access. Uh-huh. But I thought maybe we'd just look at what they're doing in fixed wireless access. Yeah. Um, uh, fixed wireless access, that's providing home broadband using the mobile network or using mobile technology. Um, so that's a very interesting case and there's uh, if you look around the world, there's millions and millions of, of households that don't have access to fibre for uh, broadband at home. So this it, is an interesting technology to be able to connect people. Uh, and in uh, in Australia they have uh, this what's called the NBN network which is a, a kind of an, uh, a nationally provided uh, fibre uh, or it's a kind of mixed technology infrastructure. Uh, but the aim there is to provide broadband infrastructure uh, on a wholesale level which carriers like Optus can then package and sell to provide home broadband. Um, and optus now are using 5g technology to, for something they call 5g home um, and uh, what they're promising there is is better uh, better throughput or better performance uh, at, a, at a lower price than they are able to offer their comparable NBN services uh, so that's gone live uh, they're seeing an average throughput to households of hundred and sixty four megabits per second on average uh, anything up to 400 megabits per second. Um and uh, that's available now for hundred and thirty eight thousand homes. Uh so they're open opening their doors to to um to sign people up. Mm. Um so that's an uh, interesting use of technology in, yeah. in this the woods. Uh,
1: I saw also uh, that uh Optus launched with uh, three different phones uh, mm. alternatives, so that
0: that's ah, nice I'd, to see. I admit that. Hmm? Was there anything interesting in the phones?
1: No, I think it was the normal setup, so to say. Uh, well, it was uh, two Samsungs and uh, uh, let me have a look.
0: Okay, so whilst, whilst Janina is having a look at what, what smartphones are we talking about in Australia, uh, let me just chime in and say that I saw a little snippet on uh, smartphone sales uh, and that smartphone sales are actually up now, uh, year over year, or something like a 1% increase. It's the first time since 2017 we've seen a, a rise in smartphone sales. Uh, so uh, I think there the, they talk about uh, two main drivers for that. One is price competition, so basically handsets getting cheaper generally and more people can afford it, uh, and also the introduction of 5G. Um, uh, we've seen, as I said, uh, a, 10 million people pre-subscribed for 5G in, uh, in China. So, uh, you know, 10 million new handsets, that mm-hmm. means, uh, on the way to, to happy people. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, and uh, if I can chime in then, Optus, uh, the Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G, Galaxy S10 5G, and the Oppo Reno 5G. So, very much to the phones that we've heard about before.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm so talking about phones we've heard about before. Uh, The uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G, Mm -hmm. snappy sort of names they have these days. Um, That's also one of the phones that T-Mobile will be making available when they launch their nationwide 5G service on the 6th of December. Oh. uh, Which was the other piece of news. Uh, So T-Mobile have have said 6th of December they're going to turn on 5G using their 600 MHz bands. Uh, which is uh, a low band so it, I, I, I'm interesting to see how that's combined with other frequency bands because uh, That will give you good coverage. It won't give you the the, the super fast uh, Speeds maybe that we see in other areas But actually the the low latency that 5G brings can mean that people experience a better a better Surfing experience even though the data rates themselves don't look super fantastic. So it'd be interesting interesting to watch um they're talking about well, It doesn't i haven't seen the time scale but they're talking about reaching 5000 cities and 200 million people so that's that's uh, roughly half the population of the US uh and if you compare that of course to China they're talking about 50 cities uh, so uh the slightly different approach um but uh, very interesting uh, technology and they're and they're promising that in the you know the the, uh, the the network they're launching uh when it's built will give something like 14 times the capacity that the network they have today um so that's a significant boosting capacity uh and they were they, they alongside the announcement with the with the network they're also making some interesting promises in terms of um, the uh, the things they want to do with the network. So they want to make the network available to first responders. So that's people like fire service and and ambulance services. And they also want to to use the network to make the network to ten million uh, low income households to to kind of bridge the digital gap and um, uh, make uh, uh, broadband available to a, a wider range of the population. Mm. Uh, so so that's an interesting move.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. we uh, and just to catch up, that Ericsson uh, is delivering the the coverage for New York, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas, at least that's uh, interesting to see for T Mobile, and oh, now, yeah, and now they're going uh, nationwide. That I just read it on yeah. our webpage.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. it, but just to say then, I think that this is that we we talked earlier about four point nine gigahertz being an unusual frequency. Six hundred megahertz is is about the lowest frequency that you see for for mobile networks, uh, and I think this is the first time it will be go live as a as a five G technology. So that's really cool, yeah. um, and uh, that's that's possibly one of the things that might use, uh, for instance, spectrum sharing. Uh, to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to roll it out into existing four G bands, definitely want to watch. We maybe can come back to that and report a little bit in, on how they're doing, you know, what the technology mix is they're actually using in that network.
1: If you want to ask questions, or if you want to suggest sub- uh, subjects that we should cover in this podcast, or if you just want to chime in, uh, contact us via email on five G podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5G podcast in one word. At erickson cn 2s com. Uh, thanks for this uh, news update, Paul. And I guess uh, I will then roll the tape with the interview that we did uh, last week with, uh, with our colleague uh, Kent Höglund who's uh, gonna talk about 5G antennas and why they are so important. Kent Thank you. Thank you
3: very much. <laughs> Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, you're working as strategic product manager for radio and specifically active antennas.
3: Yes. So, yes. those are, those are uh, radio units with an antenna built into it. Uh-huh. Or
0: antenna units with a radio. Built into it. Uh, exactly. It oh. depends on, from what angle <laughs> you see it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. and but we're
0: here to talk about antennas. We today. are. So we'll, 5G we'll,
1: we'll... and antennas. Yeah. That's the topic of today the The antenna area h- yeah. why is that important for five g
3: well basically as in as in any radio network you mm. know uh, without uh, without an antenna, the show is off basically <laughs> I mean, you, you can 't get the signal from from the system down to the user, so it 's yeah. basically the antenna is what transmits the radio signal in the right direction, reaching the user from the radio. Of course. Mm. And uh, and in mm. a radio network, that means that you, you basically divide your, your coverage area. You see these cell towers. They basically have sectors in them that, that cover a certain area. So so the antennas are specifically made to cover a certain area mm. or a certain range of frequency and so on. Yeah. So, so without mm. them, you, you won't get the signal there and... and uh,
0: and of course, they work in both directions. So, so when you when you make a call on correct. your phone or when you're surfing on your phone, the signal from your phone is going up to the antenna.
3: Yeah. Mm. So they are the mouth and ears of of, of, of the radio system, basically, mm. towards the user.
1: And I mean the the antennas. That's the part we see up in the correct on 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 the buildings, on the towers. That's yeah, the, you the can thing. usually
3: see them. Uh, you can usually see them as big white loafs of, yeah. of, of plastic. <laughs> uh, uh, and, then, and and uh, they can vary in size, so yeah. they are adapted to where they are sitting and how big area they are covering, and so on so mm-hmm.
0: and, and and what spectrum bands lead.
3: exactly what spectrum bands, how many bands so so uh, there are lots of different kind of antennas
1: so how do you- do you always look at the antennas in all the towers when you're visiting a new ta- <laughs> in city? You, Do you, be, you, like, you
3: yes. bet, you <laughs> bet. It, it com- com- comes, <laughs> comes with the trade. You always, you always look at them. It can be a bit dangerous driving sometimes. Oh, uh, I used to, I mean, in, 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 in the previous uh, uh, work situation, I, I worked with equipment on on petrol stations. And it was the same thing then. My wife always told me, oh, Don't don't, don't look there, <laughs> because Do they have our equipment there. Yeah,
1: you get fascinated. <laughs> and by it's, it. yeah. it's the
0: same thing here. You, yeah. you. I, I used to work for a company then, and not the bit that I worked for, but they made the, another part, made traffic lights. And uh, that was sort of the same thing. It's like, Is that one of ours? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah so and i think we've we've been looking at the te- antennas as well paul is usually looking at antennas for mm-hmm. for radio and what uh, what 5g equipment because as we understand it now there it's not just the antennas in the towers now i mean no, the no. the the thing that's that's happened in the last 10 years is that the we they've started putting the base stations into the antennas, or the radios,
3: sorry. Yes. The so radios into the so antennas. So that's been, uh, that's been uh, something that's been happening for quite some time now, that, that the radios move closer. The, the radio unit where you generate the signal actually moves closer to the antenna. And the reason for that is that uh, the, a, a lot of the power that you send out or, or a lot of the signal that you send out is lost is being lost in the cables. So mm. at these high frequencies... Uh, you lose a lot of uh, you lose a lot of power in the cables. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you want to move it closer to the antennas. So it's basically it's basically a power saving feature as mm-hmm. well. That, that, yeah.
0: but, but moving more more power in the antenna gives a better service for, for users. But yeah. it, But you're right; it also saves energy in, yeah, the, in yeah. the system. So it's yeah. less costly for the operator and better for the environment. Mm. Yeah. And that And it's been moving in that direction. So,
3: I mean, we we took, uh, I mean, we had a a sort of a pioneering product in in 2011 Mm -hmm. when we released uh, what we call the antenna integrated radio.
2: Right,
1: the air.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the air product. Uh, And what we basically did was we we built the the radio unit into the antenna. Mm -hmm. uh, And and, uh, that was sort of a a final step. And, And it also makes it easier for installation of the units. I mean, you install one one piece of equipment instead of many uh, man, many different boxes that you have to connect together. Yeah. And it probably makes it more reliable <coughs> as well, doesn't it? It does, yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah. And
1: that's quite a big box. Uh, is it still that big? Or it was it was that big when it was first launched. Yeah, is it still uh, that big?
3: Uh, it, is it is, because you tend to... I mean, one of the things with the antenna is that it's it's uh, uh, the size of an antenna is is more or less governed by the rules of electromagnetics and that was settled by Maxwell about 250 years ago. So he's dead. He can't be be around changing though. So so that's one of the parts. So partly the size of the antenna decides a lot of the the properties or the performance of it. But of course, when you add a radio to it, you can have a smaller radio or a larger radio. But what, what also happens as in all technology is that you tend to put more functionality into it. Mm. So, I mean, if if the electronics shrink, well, you can put more electronics in. (laughs) You can either have a smaller unit or you can put more uh, electronics in. So, yes, they have shrunk a bit, uh, but we have also put new functionality in. And and this is what we basically call the active antennas Mm. where, where you can... Maybe we get into that a bit deeper. No, please go but, ahead. <laughs> because
1: I mean, that, that was um, my actually my next question. Yeah. Is this what we call an active antenna?
3: Yeah, I think there are a lot of uh, uh, there are a lot of um, terms around this. Uh, some people say an active antenna as long as you put the radio into it, it's an active antenna. Mm-hmm. But it can be active also from the point that you can electronically point the beam in a certain direction. I mean, in, in a conventional antenna or in a traditional antenna. Uh, you put up the antenna, you point it in a certain direction, it may have some internal functionality to point the beam up or down uh, slightly uh, in order to adjust the area that you want to cover. I mean, you can, you can, uh, you can imagine the antenna as a flashlight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you, if you just point it straight out in the dark, you will just see sort of the the, the light vanishing in, in the far. But if you point it towards the ground, you can actually cover a certain area, and it's the same way with, the, with an antenna.
1: It needs to be pointed in the right direction. In the
3: right yeah. direction mm. to actually uh, light up the, the, a certain area. Mm. Uh, because, because if you... Yeah,
0: uh, sorry. I was going to say you're, you're trying also to make sure that the, the the coverage from one antenna doesn't significantly overlap the coverage of the
3: next. Correct. Correct. So because if you if you overlap them, they will start interfering with each other, and, and, and uh, the users, uh, the, the mobile phones will get somewhat confused, and you will pick up phones in in different sectors. And yeah. So so that's one thing. Uh, but coming back to the active antenna, so what you can do now is that if you um, uh, evolve the radio to uh, a large number of branches, a large number of sort of transmitting branches. You can actually steer the beam so that you can point it in a certain direction in two dimensions even.
0: Mm. And to do that, you need <coughs> multiple antennas in the same box. Correct, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a bit like if you, if you have a TV system at home with one of these sound bricks, uh, yeah. sound, sound yeah. bars, that's got multiple loudspeakers in it, and that works in a very similar way, that you send different signals to each loudspeaker, mm. so you get the surround, surround sound effect. Mm. But here we're using, using it in a slightly different way to create targeted, or to, or to listen from a particular direction, or to send information in a, t- in a particular direction. Yeah. So I think this, this
3: technology has been, uh, it's not brand new. It's, mm. it's been around for many years. I mean, Ericsson has had active antenna systems or trialed or or made experiments with active antenna systems in all radio technologies, even since the first uh, NMT analog uh, cellular, we actually had active antennas. But so far, a lot of other features developed in the system, software features and, and things in the radio have been more uh, more cost-efficient in terms of giving giving the performance needed. It has been too expensive to build these kind of products. But now, I mean, we're going up in higher frequencies, which means the antennas get a bit smaller. Electronics have also evolved. We have more capable electronics. And we're also trying to squeeze the last, Bit of capacity out of existing frequency bands, mm-hmm. so now it becomes feasible for operators to deploy these solutions. Mm-hmm. We also have support and standardization for how this should work together with the mobile phones for example so uh, there there are things that that makes it happen right now, not just for 5 g but but for 5 g it 's an important uh, of the puzzle
1: okay, so you can have active antennas also for other uh, yes
3: yes previous mm. generations yes
1: but it's it, it gets more uh, useful with 5g yes mm-hmm.
3: I think when it, uh, just to explain when when it gets useful and and, and why is is that um, uh, many of the new frequencies how it 's connected to 5g is that many of the new frequency bands uh, that are released and, and being licensed for for, for uh, 5G operations, yeah. are higher in frequency than what they were before. Yeah. Uh, anywhere from, uh, I mean, the normal uh, radio network before was from, from uh, uh, 0.9 gigahertz to up to uh, 2.6 gigahertz. For the 5G frequencies, a lot of frequency bands are being released around 3.5 gigahertz. Still very similar equipment to what we had before, but of course the frequency is higher. And then we have the extreme part where 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 it's uh, tens of gigahertz. It's like 20 gigahertz or 30 gigahertz, and 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 that's uh, it's basically a different kind of antenna, but the same laws apply. And the thing with with the, with radio waves is that the higher in frequency they are, the harder it is for them to reach the user to go from the antenna to the user. Mm because of foliage in trees and going through walls or windows or, or whatever. So it gets harder for those signals to reach the users. And one way of doing that, one way of, of accomplishing a better coverage or a better signal strength for the user is to use an acti- active antenna where you can concentrate the radio beam towards a certain user or group of users. So what an antenna does, basically, is that it concentrates the radio signal in a certain direction. And the more you can concentrate it and the more you can figure out if you can listen to where the users are. Remember, it was the ears and the mouth. If you can listen to where the users are, you can basically send the signal in that direction. Uh, And then you you, you can concentrate whatever output power you have, you can concentrate it in that direction. And the good thing with that is that, as as Paul said, you're not sending it elsewhere. Mm. Mm. You're not disturbing another part of the sector, or you're not interfering with with some other signals. You're getting mm. the coverage where it's <coughs> needed most,
0: yeah. exactly. And, and, and of course, that also means that you you're not sending more power to to the user than you need to. Yes,
3: yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, and 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 to the very to the very most advanced part of it. What you can do is actually, if you have these uh, smaller beams where you can can direct it towards single users, if they are separated far enough, you can actually transmit on the exact same frequency to both users at the same time. So you can basically address two users at the same time with the same resources in the radio.
0: So it it works like two antennas? Yeah, more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's like uh, pulling out two cables instead of one cable. If you if you figure a radio signal as a cable.
1: When talking about this, uh, like for instance, the high high frequency millimeter wave, we always we also talk a lot about uh, MIMO. Yes. What is that? <laughs> MIMO,
3: MIMO, MIMO, is MIMO is an abbreviation. is an abbreviation that means multiple input multiple output. Uh, a way of explaining it is that let's say you have, if you have one antenna at the radio unit, and if you have one antenna at the uh, at the the, the user, uh, yeah,
1: in the in their phone or, yeah. or in yeah. their device. You basically
3: yeah. you basically have one path between these. Now the signal can take different ways to reach that between those two antennas. So the radio signal can get lost, or it can it can it can reflect or it can be delayed or, or whatever. Now if you have if you have two antennas uh at one of these points, normally you have two antennas at the at the at the radio base station. Uh you can basically send out two signals and there are more ways. These these signals don't take exactly the same way to the user mm-hmm. because they bounce around buildings or, or or walls or anything. And and the more antennas you put in each of these positions, the more combinations of signal paths you have between the radio and the user. So by using that, you can you can you can either use it to send the same signal and let it take different paths. But you can also send uh, if you have, for example, four antennas at the radio, Mm -hmm. and two antennas at the user, which is quite common today in, in most networks. Uh, then you can get a lot of combinations between these four antennas in the radio and the antennas in, in, in the uh, in the mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And then you can basically send two simultaneous signals with different data. So you're basically hacking up your data. So half of the data is sent on, on one of the antenna, half of the data is sent on, on, on the other antenna. And when they reach the mobile, the mobile can basically piece this together. And you have transmitted more data than you could with only one antenna. Hmm.
1: Fascinating. So, that, so you, that, what you're so, saying so, is so, like, so <clears> that we have multiple antennas in our phone today.
0: Yes, yes.
3: Wow, yeah. I but didn't
0: it, know. <laughs> but it's, but effectively, what your phone is doing is, it, is it's holding two conversations at the same time yeah. with the yeah. base station. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that you can get twice as much information to the phone than if you only had one link yeah.
1: for sure I, then the, yeah, then,
0: the there is
3: then there is an <clears throat> inflation in the term mimo <laughs> so, so now it's also it's also <laughs> called massive miMO and right. uh, and that that is if you talk about the academic world, they say that well, so i I was talking about four four by two, so four in one end and two in the other end. Uh, they sometimes in academia they they sometimes talk about 128 antennas. Just right. imagine what we can do with that. Mm. Um, and, and so is
1: that just a theory?
3: No, no, it's actually being used. I mean, some of our some of our products today, the millimeter wave products, the mm. antennas are so small that we actually have uh, 128 antennas in there
1: in uh, one unit.
3: In one unit, but we're not using it to create 128 connections we are basically using the 128 antennas to point the beam. So they work together to point the beam. Uh, It's a bit like uh, throwing a stone in in water. And throwing two stones, you will see that the waves will start to interfere and at some points it gets higher than in other points. And basically what you're doing when you're steering the beam is that you're, you're letting the waves from all of these 128 antennas they come to a maximum point where the user is. That's that's what we try to achieve. Ah-ha. it's a uh, it's a bit theory- theoretic, but but uh, that's that's basically how it works.
1: And so, all so of this to get the best coverage and be fastest uh, connection that you that the user can get yes. in that position. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then just to, c- to add, of course, that the, you know, the base station is working out exactly what signal to give each of these 128 antennas to get it to the to get it to the user. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know every millisecond it's deciding on a different user and a different set of signals to give to the antenna to to reach another user so ah, yes, yes. So, that too. so if you've got say 100 hundred hundred people connected to a base station it' it's doing those calculations and and uh, simultaneously to connect everyone up yeah because yeah. one thing that's so also there's been so talked lots about of calculation yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: can see, see that for sure, uh, but so one one thing that's also been mentioned is uh, MU MIMO, mm-hmm. and I guess that, that is
3: basically multi-user. that is multi-user MIMO, yeah. and mm-hmm. that is when you that is uh, as I said before that's when you address two users at the same time using mm-hmm. the same resources. Right. So the way you separate it, it's called spatial separa- separation that mm-hmm. you, that you separate them in 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 space but if they are too close you cannot you cannot uh, you cannot uh, separate the beams enough to to address both of them mm. uh, yeah. so so it takes a, it's 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 kind of an abstract field so people say so how much uh, how much extra capacity do I get <laughs> Uh, well, as often in technology, it depends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it, it, yeah, depen- it depends. That's the answer for most things. So correct, I get? Yeah. It depends. Yeah, how so how many, what, depends. how
3: many buildings do you have? What's the distance? What's the distance between the sites? What yeah. kind of phones do the users have? Because they have generations as well. Mm-hmm. Some of the phones that, that are out there, most of the phones that are out there cannot support many of the features that we have already built into the network. But-
0: right so you're, it's, uh, talking, you're talking 4G phones now, mostly. Still 4G, yeah. yeah. So 4G,
3: uh, I mean, uh, 4G has a, has a number of releases. I mean, 4G is up to release 14, and then there's release 15 where 5G is introduced. Um, uh, uh,
0: that. Again, to clarify, when we talk about release 14 and 15, we're we're talking about 3GPP standards. standards. Standard releases, correct, yeah. 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 Thank you. That's the standard rules that that, uh, govern how you design mobile
3: networks. Right. So, I mean, most phones today uh, support release 10 of Mm LTE. And and, uh, mobile phone manufacturers and also chip manufacturers for mobile phones are still in the process of uh, developing release thirteen and fourteen functionality.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: While the radios we have out there, the radios still uh, already uh, are capable of, of, of doing this. Yeah. But we also need to develop software for it. So it's a bit of a chicken and the egg. We, we try to cooperate with the with the mobile phone uh, mm. vendors as well. So,
0: but but if you're a, if you're sat at home with your four G handset, mm-hmm. every every type of four G Handset phone, uh, it has a category number. Yeah. So, so the original like four G phones were category four and did yeah. like seventy-five megabits per second. The higher the category number, the faster your phone will go. More or less, yeah. More or less. So
3: I'm 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 a bit lost when it comes to connecting those category numbers to the three GPP standard. But yes, that's but, that's, that's correct. Uh, yeah. There there
0: there is um, that, there is that category. So so what they, what we call advanced LTE. Um, that's yeah. that's when we're using th- that's using MIMO mm-hmm. to to get multiple yeah. streams, but also combining multiple frequency bands together to add into one signal. So yes. so then we talk about the number of layers that that go to your phone, and each layer is a separate data stream that's mm-hmm. either on a different band or is yeah. on a different. <coughs> <coughs> so uh, you get m- maybe two streams for in one band from by using MIMO. And then you get two streams from another band and so on. Mm. And uh, each layer gives you extra capacity, mm. like 150 yeah. megabits. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And that's how you get uh, 4G phones today that can do 1.2 gigabits. Yeah. You combine
3: a lot of uh, frequencies, a lot uh, of we're, resources. We're kind of getting there towards,
0: yeah. we're getting towards uh, 2 gigabits for yeah. 4G that's the yeah. really top end yeah. but there's very very few networks in the world at the moment that, that support that and in fact the, the you know, 5g is probably rolling out faster now than the very most advanced uh, 4g mm. mm-hmm. yeah
1: so uh one thing with with 5g and antennas is like you said it's a uh, much They don't go through walls, or not as well as 4G or previous generations and so on. And that means that you have to have antennas in other areas as well of of a city. And uh, you have some fascinating places where I know that you have had antennas placed like the... In underground vaults, for instance, oh yes yes
3: yes, so uh, so I think the the hardest things for operators today is actually to get a place to put the antennas and to put mm. the radio sites and and also, even if they have a place today, it might be full of antennas uh, if it's a, if it 's a tower or a pole, it might be overloaded in terms of weight and mm. also uh, Usually what's very much dimensioning uh, a site or how many antennas you can put on is wind load. So today uh, also, uh, uh, or always you have to factor in the wind load of the antenna. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you look at these really big telecom towers, the weight is not that much of a problem because the towers weigh a thousand times more than the antennas. But, but the wind load is, mm-hmm. is important. So, so the more antennas you put up, the more load you put on the tower when when there's a storm or a hurricane or whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, but also, but also, um, I mean, cosmetics. I mean, they're, they're uh, even though I work with them, I can appreciate that some people don't think they look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
0: yeah. I was thinking that. Light. Janina knows I was in uh, uh, Indian Mobile Congress. Mm-hmm. In fact, the listeners know that as well because we had an episode from there. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the things that struck me when we when I looked around the show was actually that we have quite good-looking antennas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, and,
3: it's an important part. And people yeah. say, oh, what about it? It's a piece of equipment. But I think you need to. I think you need to understand uh, that. I mean, I do. I, I look around and look at, I, as you said, looking at sites. I can. Uh, oh, what an ugly side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you come to in certain countries. It's it's easier to put up sites. so they basically put up a new antenna for each and every frequency and mm-hmm. and so on. But one of the developments that have been going on for quite some time is is that, in more conventional antennas or traditional antennas, you put more antennas into the same package. So basically an antenna, a single antenna package that you put on site can, can uh, hold up to five or six different frequency bands today. It's quite common, actually. Mm. Uh, but it's still one package. So that's been one thing with the antenna manufacturers, that they have been packing more and more frequency bands into to, um, uh, t- to each antenna. And that reduces the number of antennas on the site. And that's why we have been able to have this development with higher capacity, more frequency bands, without actually putting the, uh, putting the number of antennas out of proportion on the site. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and keeping the wind load in. The keeping
3: screen, the wind screen, the screen, load yeah. down and, and all of that. Hmm. Yeah. When it um, comes
1: to antennas uh, of 5G, will, will there be more of an integrated part of the city Escape, So you won't see them as much as you will still have some towers, but will they be placed in other
3: places uh, to some degree? Yes. And, and there we have a distinction also, as I said, the, the size of the antenna depends a bit on the frequency range. Uh, so for example, the millimeter wave antennas, they are uh, there. The antenna is quite small. So there it's more actually the electronics of the radio that is dimensioning the size of the mm. unit. now uh, mm. the antenna, the patch of the antenna is is, is very small. Uh, but again, those are those have
0: to be measured in millimeters.
3: Yeah. So those have to be they have to be deployed. Also, the, the, the propagation is not as good. So they have to be deployed close to the users. Mm. Um, but for a very long time, it has been uh, it has been a struggle for operators on how to deploy and, and reach uh, or, or fill coverage holes in in, in city landscapes, for example.
0: Mm. And that's where things like this vault. Radio the vault radio, uh, comes yeah. In.
3: So that's uh, th- that's. Uh, uh, Sometimes called LTE to the sewer, but but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was basically it. it uh, I think the idea came from the idea actually came from one of our, our, our operators uh, or one of our customers, and it was developed uh, in cooperation with one of the antenna companies and us and that operator.
1: Yeah, and that antenna company. Yeah, that was Katrine.
3: That was Katrine, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, our long-term our long-term partner. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, and that actually brings us into that we just acquired, uh, Ericsson just acquired this company uh, that we've been partnering with yes. for a well, long, long so time. So it's, it's an
3: asset deal. So we yeah. did or, not, we, not we, we did not, it's a technicality. Uh, we, did not <laughs> the, we did not acquire the company as such. We, we acquired all of the assets in the company, the employees, factories. Uh, and so on, uh, relating, relating, to relating to a certain uh, range of their business. Yeah,
1: the, their antenna and the, filter the business. The mobile
3: mobile phone antenna and filter business. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, why?
3: Um, because we want to get even better at antennas. <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah. uh, uh, the short. I mean, uh, the short uh, short answer is basically that we have for a very long time we have been very very good and and in the front end of actually developing antenna technology. But it's fair to say that we have not been an antenna manufacturer per se. So we have not sort of developed commercially antennas. Uh, We have to some networks, but in a very small scale. With the antennas now being more and more important for for the 5G rollouts and for for mobile networks, we, we basically wanted to scale our ability in that area, both in terms of product development uh, but also in terms of manufacturing capacity and and uh, and so on and also mm-hmm. also sales competence so I mean Katrine provides all of that they are uh, they are uh, actually a hundred year old company they, yeah. they turned hundred years th- this year oh, so, uh,
0: so still quite young then
3: <laughs> yeah, still quite young, still quite young compared to us. But, but still, I mean, it's. Uh, I would, I would say that in 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 our respective line of business, we are quite equal. I mean, they have a, a, an equal market share in in the antenna business than what we have in the radio network business. So we are quite competent in in mm. whatever we do in, in, in our and, different And majors. of course, from what
0: you from what you said earlier, as we as we put radios integrated in with the antennas in the product, then it becomes very difficult if you to buy an antenna from somebody if it needs to be integrated with the radio when yeah. you're making the radio so yes. so it uh, you know it's a necessary step almost in in that direction very
3: much so yes and and i think uh i mean with these active antennas today they are quite uh, where where we have i mean normally if you look at if you disregard the millimeter wave range where you have hundreds of of antenna uh, elements I mean, in in, in the massive MIMO antenna today, you can have like 32 branches or 64 branches. Even so, that makes up a pretty large antenna. And it's more difficult to integrate that with, I mean, as I said before, the, the traditional antennas have been developed such that they can hold more frequency bands than before. Uh, that evolution is a bit harder when you talk about these active antennas because the the distance between the elements is very uh, is very significant for the performance, uh, the size of it, and so on. So it's very it's very hard to integrate it with other po- uh, another frequency band's antenna and maintain the performance. Mm. Uh, so therefore, what we sell today is basically uh, in the active in the massive MIMO antennas. Uh, it's one antenna, one frequency. And going from like one antenna, five frequencies, it's a big step for the operators. They have to go out and negotiate putting another antenna on the site. Well,
1: five antennas then if they want to. Yeah,
3: they can still have their old bands in the previous antenna, Mm -hmm. but for the massive MIMO frequency, if they want to deploy that, they need to apply for a, s- a separate uh, uh, building permit, for example, mm. yeah. and all of the m- hassle that comes along with that, with building it, and so on. Mm. Yeah. But so, but,
0: but just to comment there that the, this one antenna, uh, it, it might have as much frequency band capacity as those other five bands put together. Yeah, mm. sometimes because it has. It sometimes f- it has. Yeah. F- f- five bands of L T conventional LTE would be like a hundred megahertz, and that's yeah. you know you might have one hundred or two hundred megahertz on a
3: yeah. So, so I think so. So one of the things is then how can we? So basically, what's being deployed today is is from a commercial point of view, it's basically skimming the cream off the milk. So, so the operators deploying these right now, they are doing it because they absolutely have to. They have a capacity need, mm. or for some reasons they want to test the technology. But usually, they have a, a dire capacity need. But to get this into higher volumes, we need to provide better ways for operators to deploy these antennas. So basically integrate them with more conventional antennas so that we can get back to this, take down one, put up another one, and get some extra capacity in there. And that's where Catrain's where, where capability comes in. They have, a very, they have a very good craftsmanship in building antennas. So I, I I sometimes say when you design an antenna, of course you can have a lot of simulation tools and and uh, but it's it's electromagnetic waves moving in free space. So it's like 80% engineering and there's 20% wizardry in there somewhere right. to, to 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 actually get the final performance out. And that's what that's what we're basically getting from them as well.
2: Yeah.
1: That's uh, that's uh 80% engineering and 20% wizardry.
3: Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> so if you're sitting out Some there Some would say 9 to 10, but <laughs> yeah. I go for 80 if to If you're 20.
0: sitting out there with wizardry on your CV, then maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, we should yeah, be talking exactly. <laughs> to you. <laughs> That's exactly. pretty cool. The wizard
3: from Southern Germany. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's uh, that, uh, puts that, into, uh, that puts that into
3: the context. It puts it into the context, so it, it gives us a better ability, and, mm-hmm. and it can also help us to build smaller units because we can have. I mean, each part of the product can have multiple uses uh, when you really integrate it, and so on. Yeah, and you we, al- we also <coughs> get a lot of uh, we also get a lot of competence uh, in the in the customer facing part as well yes. because they have a very competent sales force. And they will now work together with our Salesforce to help our customers and, and, and provide a good, complete solution for our customers mm. uh, in order to, to deploy their frequency bands. So it's, <clears throat> it's beneficial for all parts. Mm. Um,
1: and uh, mm. possibly we will see new inventive antennas uh, in the near future then. Yes. Now you're the expert on antennas. Uh, where should I be with my 5G phone to get the
3: best coverage? <laughs> Uh, it's a uh, it's a difficult question. Well, uh, <laughs>
1: but where in very physically would I have the best speed? Is it when I see one of these little five G boxes, or on the street? More less, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the street where yeah. I can see as with
3: all networks, as you mm-hmm. get indoors, because uh, the
1: streets are the most best covered area at the moment.
3: Yeah, again, so it's the propagation. The the, mm-hmm. the signal is being uh, dampened and and mm-hmm. and, and uh, taken down as it passes through. Trees yeah. Building. So
0: so when you when you go to uh, if you go to your local coffee shop and uh, you know sit down and, and and want to surf, then it's probably better to sit outside and in, in, in the uh, you know in the and, and watch the people going by and things and get good 5G coverage yeah. instead of sitting inside yeah. where you have to put up with the Wi-Fi.
3: But again, they they usually have
0: Wi-Fi, so it's. Uh,
3: <laughs> <So> <laughs> the, the yeah, <laughs> but but, uh, but, but, but still, you will have with five G. You have the possibility of getting even better performance if you go outside.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You, I mean, you. Yeah, um, it can be overperforming. Yeah, the
3: five G speeds are, are actually trumping uh, Wi-Fi by four. Uh, yeah.
0: That's why I say sit outside. Yeah. Cool.
1: I just because we got some uh, some questions, like I, well, I'm standing here right under the 5G antenna, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting that good coverage.
3: That is not the best place, yes. actually, <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's, that's, that's of part point. of the whole thing that we want to direct it out into the. It's the flashlight. Yeah. You're below the flashlight. Yes. If you if so you if you have a headlamp. You you don't have much light uh, at your feet. You you have it far away. Yeah. So. Does that mm. mean
1: that? I mean that also means that if you have a 5G on your building, actually, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you have the best coverage in the city.
3: No, no. But <laughs> usually you have, uh, usually you have probably an, another antenna on uh, on an adjacent building, hopefully, or, or yes. two blocks away yes. that that will cover your your apartment. But from the antenna on your roof, uh, you have less. But again, the, the signals are. I mean, uh, when if if you start looking at the physics of the signals, it's basically they are incredibly low. So so I think just the leaking signal that you get from the antenna is is enough to drive your phone anyway. So wow. you don't have to have that uh, that much of a, of a coverage to drive the phone.
0: Mm. Phones, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of scary how very 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 low levels you can still get a signal yeah. that make a phone. Yeah.
3: I mean, you go into an elevator and 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 uh, and, and you still have coverage mm. and not because they have a radio in the elevator it 's because it actually penetrates to uh, enough signal penetrates to... at the same time the same antenna is listening to a guy standing next to the antenna, so it 's mm. a very dynamic range of signal strengths that you have to work with
1: yeah that 's mm. that wizardry again <laughs> yeah. some some
3: some people some people uh, uh, someone uh, uh, compared it to standing next to a, a jet that is taking off and, and tearing a pa- piece of paper. And you're supposed to hear the piece of paper as well as you hear the, the jet taking off. That's sort of the span in signal strength that you have to cope with in a radio system.
1: Fascinating <laughs> yeah. stuff, Kent. Thank you so much for joining this episode. you thank you. It yeah. was fun. Good. That's what we aim to do. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. Right?
0: Uh, and now you're all experts on antennas. Yes. Next week and we'll have a test. Yes. Uh, exactly.
1: <laughs> we'll send out a, a test next week. There are a lot
3: of these n- nice apps nowadays too you can test. Yes, mm. and a lot
1: of and people there are some, do it. And
3: some of them are a bit geeky as well. I, ha- mm. I have one of these where I can see the cell ID and you can see the, <gasps> the signal, oh. strength in, uh, signal strength in decibel and what frequency am I on now. What's mm.
1: that? You need to send that over it. <laughs> <to> yeah, <laughs>
0: there, there are a couple of them. So. And, and just to remember, you're not supposed to be looking at that, when you're driving down the road, don't look at those.
1: Unless you have you. it on yeah. heads-up display, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, or a self-driving car, yeah. or a
0: self-driving yes. car. Yes, mm. we uh, we were very uh, much looking forward to those. Yeah, mean we, we can go around the around the city, looking out the window at all yeah, the, at or, at the antennas.
1: Yeah, look at the antennas. Yeah, a new way of looking at antennas.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank I'd, you. Sure. I took thank some you. photos <laughs> in India. I'm sure you'll be interested to see. Yeah, 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 I have a collection on my own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's difficult to get you to stop talking. We need to round this off now. Ooh. But thank you for listening.
0: Thank you all oh. very much. Thank you very much. It was with fun. Another episode anytime soon. Yeah.
1: yeah. And bye. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye
0: bye.